welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? Tonight, we're going to take a look at Jungle Scout's State of the Amazon Seller 2021, where they have key insights from almost 5,000 Amazon sellers that help make up the hundreds of billions of dollars that Amazon makes in revenue each year. This is going to be a good one. It shouldn't take that long to get through it. So let's get started. Quick reminder, I run a weekly print-on-demand giveaway. You can enter for free using the link in the description. This week, two lucky winners are going to win licenses to Merch Titans for upload automation, Merch Ninja for research tools, and All Sunset's premium pre-made sunset graphics. Also in the description, you can find a link to my seven-day FBA mini course completely free. It'll help you find your first product and a link to my FBA Facebook community if you'd like to join. Last but not least, one more thing to plug. Tomorrow on Thursday at 1230, right around noon, afternoon, Eastern time, I'm going to be going live talking about an Amazon wholesale workshop that you can attend for free. And it's a multi-day workshop. It's good stuff, completely free. So make sure if you can make it, um, that you attend live at 1230 tomorrow. All right, now let's take a look at the state of the Amazon seller 2021. First things first, we got to shout out Jungle Scout. They put together this report and they also have a suite of Amazon seller tools that are great for someone like me who sells Amazon FBA private label products, uh, specifically their Chrome extension that helps me evaluate the demand and competition for various niches on Amazon. Also, I use it every now and then in uh, print on demand videos when I want to see projections for daily monthly sales and monthly revenue. So um, I always have a link in the description to Jungle Scout in case you want to check out their tools, although it is slanted primarily towards Amazon FBA or Amazon Wholesale, which again, I'll be talking about tomorrow. If you're here for print on demand content, uh, it's not as useful for print on demand. Anyways, let's take a look at the uh, key insights. So the first thing that they noted is that 62% of sellers said their profits were rising in 2020, and I got to count myself amongst that majority. Two out of five sellers said their business, or 44%, said their business have performed better than expected because of the Cerveza sickness pandemic. And Amazon sellers are looking to diversify their e-commerce strategies. 39% are considering selling on Walmart in 2021, and I count myself amongst that 39%, I actually um, had a call with somebody who recommended looking into Shopify's fulfillment network to sell on Walmart because the previous attempts I've made to apply to sell on Walmart have been rejected. Probably, they don't tell me why, but I'm assuming it's because I only had my inventory uh, stored at Amazon FBA warehouses and they probably don't want to give business to their biggest competition. All right, Amazon profitability. 85% of Amazon sellers are profitable. <laughs> you know, Part of that is probably because the ones that aren't profitable aren't selling on Amazon anymore. Just saying. Uh, 44% of Amazon sellers said their businesses performed better than expected because of the uh, Cerveza sickness. 14% started selling a certain product on Amazon because of the Cerveza sickness. I thought about it, but I got worried that the low-hanging fruit, most relevant products, because I was I was following the Cerveza bug early, early, January. I've told you guys a story as to why. The school that I teach at, um, now we're completely remote, but back then I was going to campus twice a week and one of the students there was from Wuhan, so I had to really take it seriously to get informed, and uh, yeah, but I was worried that I would 
dump a bunch of money into a product that then maybe that country, the manufacturer's country's government may not let me let them export it in case they needed it for like a strategic stockpile or something. So I ultimately didn't do that. Um, I did help a business get their hand sanitizer brand on Amazon though. And that was a pain in the butt, but separate story. Uh, 13% price their products higher because of increased demand for their products due to the Cerveza sickness. And I would count myself amongst that group as well. Some of it just had to do with competition fell off of the platform so that I could get back up to the profit margin that I thought I should be selling at. Um, Sometimes I feel like I get into a little bit of a pricing war bringing uh, my profit margins down to undercut competition. I know that's basically how the free market works. Um, So I was able to increase some of my product prices as well for my FBA business. Not across the board, but certain ones are sticking out in my head where I was like, oh, wow. Um, You know, my, my highest profit margin product it's something like 35%. Now that's abnormal for me. 35% is the highest. I mean, like I said, it's the highest, but um, yeah, it was, I was probably selling it at like a 25% profit margin. And then I looked and I was like, what the heck? All my competition's selling it like 15 bucks a piece. And I was selling it like 9.99 to get it ranked. And then I bumped it up to like 11.99. And I was like, hold up, I can go to 14.99 and be competitive. So um, nice little spike there. And I know those percentages don't necessarily match up. When I was selling it uh, at $9.99, I mean, I was probably breaking even. Uh, 64% of Amazon sellers are profitable within their first year of selling. That's actually interesting. I wouldn't have projected it to be that high. New Amazon sellers, those with one to two years of experience, may be taking home $42,000 per year in profits. Nice. So who is the Amazon seller? Two-thirds of people that took their poll are male. The median age was 39 years. And the location, half the world's Amazon sellers are based in the U.S. But 2021 shows a notable rise in interest from sellers in Canada, Turkey, and Germany specifically. Of course, you can sell on the U.S. market internationally. Now, I can't say that definitively for every single country because I haven't lived and tried to apply to get a Seller Central account from every country. But I know that a few years ago, I mean, it's been a while now, they opened the doors to all international sellers. And, you know, again, it's been good and bad, right? Because if I'm seeing that from a seller perspective, I'm like, "Uh oh, that's going to make my life harder. If I'm seeing it from a buyer perspective, probably a good thing, right? All right, so selling on Amazon is a primary source of income for many. There are millions of Amazon sellers around the world. Nearly half of them are self-employed and live off their e-commerce retail business. 47% uh, and 22% earn income from their Amazon businesses alone. Yeah, and I guess I'm technically now self-employed. It's been just about a year since I quit my day job. Hopefully that's the last time I have to do the day-to-day commuting and uh, you know, eight to nine to ten hour grind at an office. Um, of course, right after I quit, everybody's working from home anyways, which my biggest gripe was always the time wasted commuting, but you know, whatever, I'll get over it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I don't miss having to do something when I'm told to do it. Um, even though, you know, my job was never that really that bad. As a web developer, I kind of felt like my own boss, but now I'm really my own boss. So, and I mean, you know, I always like to tell this brief story, but I literally made my annual income the month after I quit. I mean, a lot of it had to do with luck, if you will, um, on the stock market, but either way, I don't care. Money's money. Uh, what else? Most popular category amongst these sellers pulled home and kitchen represented 40% of the, uh, sellers that were pulled. Median product cost $21, so more than half of products sold by Amazon's third-party sellers cost between $11 and $25. Uh, My median is probably $19.99. 
which shouldn't surprise you guys. That's such a good sweet spot for, I feel like, a, a purchase. Um, it's probably, it's not exactly $19.99. I mean, I've got some that are, like I was saying, couldn't support a $10 price point. I've got, I used to sell products that were as high as $130 per sale uh, with variations that dropped to like 99 And that was good. The only issue was that they were oversized. So now I try to focus on at least, you know, price point aside, like products that aren't oversized. Those oversized products really ate away at your profit margin because Amazon would make me ship them to three different locations, which really increased my already high inbound shipping costs, which just eats away at the profit margin. So my lower cost products are, um, they're not oversized. So I can ship them to one location most of the time, sometimes not. But anyways, getting off into the weeds there. The top seller motivation was they wanted to be their own boss. 42% of sellers seek financial freedom through a new career path. And what's great about Amazon FBA, if you are amongst the people that you know find a profitable product and stick with it and scale your business up, is that it, it's probably the most passive of all the business models that I personally do. I mean, it's active when you're launching new products, but... Like if you're just maintaining your existing products, it's not that hard, really. You just gotta keep your product in stock. And then, you know, obviously there's other things you need to do, manage PPC. But assuming that you've got everything in a good position, it's not very active. So you can actually go down a whole new career path while making money from your passive Amazon FBA business. You know, and it doesn't have to be FBA. You could do third party. You could do wholesale like we're gonna talk about. But what I really love most about selling these physical goods on Amazon is how truly passive it can be. Uh, Amazon's third-party sellers are pivoting in 2021. So when it comes to FBA versus FBM, although most third-party sellers still use fulfillment by Amazon, sellers began to use FBM more frequently in 2020, likely in response to limitations of Amazon's warehouses during periods of high demand due to Cerveza's sickness. 43% say they use FBM all or some of the time compared to 34% the previous year. And there's definitely advantages and drawbacks to both. I mean, if you're able to do both, that's probably ideal to be uh, fluid and flexible. And for sure, if I didn't read it right there, I would have told you, I know why they're switching to third party um, pretty much out of necessity because Amazon was really impacting the various FBA sellers businesses by not allowing us to sell in or sell, send in the amount of inventory that we know we need in crunch time, you know, Q4 especially. So that, that was tough. Uh, top sales model, private label. That's what I personally got started with, but I am looking into wholesale now. So 67% of sellers use this method in which they create their own product or brand or bo- you know, both realistically through dropshipping and retail arbitrage, though, sorry, though dropshipping and retail arbitrage are increasingly popular. Now, dropshipping on Amazon, I'm not a fan of. I'm pretty sure they do not want you doing that. And retail arbitrage, I know people are, not people in general, but I know some people that are really successful at it. It's just really active. You know, (laughs) it's, it's too active. Like this chair that I'm in, I like sitting in this chair. You know, I just bought myself a lower back massager. And then I also bought myself another like kind of upper shoulder massager. So I can just sit here. You know, I still get my exercise in, but I don't want to leave the chair. It's comfortable. I I like my day to day, like grind, you know, but I'm very efficient from this, uh, this chair, this seat, you know, with my three monitors and my fourth, if you count the TV, This is where I want to be. So I'm not trying to do retail arbitrage. All right. And then it says nearly all Amazon sellers, 96% plan to expand their Amazon businesses in 2021. Hey, myself included, like we said, 81% of Amazon sellers advertise their products on or off Amazon. So for me, my offline stuff, I don't advertise, but 
like I've mentioned this before, as, as many of my products as I can, I wanna put a website on the unit or somewhere in the packaging so that anybody that wants to go to the website, if I ever want, if the day comes where I want to start like a Shopify business, I can. But for now, I just redirect the domain. I mean, I was a web developer, so this is like really easy for me to do. Redirect the domain back to my Amazon, either a brand store or directly to a product listing. Amazon loves when you send them offline traffic and each sale you make increases your organic rank. So for me, that was a no-brainer. A Cerveza Sickness era of selling on Amazon. 71% of sellers run their businesses from home. And 34% of Amazon sellers say Prime Day being moved to October 2020 from its typical dates in July marked the start of the busy season holiday. Shopping season. All right, that one switched on me. (laughs) All right, we're almost done. Uh, Growth of e-commerce competition. Sellers are looking for new e-commerce opportunities. Of Amazon sellers, 33% of Amazon sellers said they plan to start selling on other e-commerce platforms in 2021, and 21% plan to launch their own e-commerce store. So I've done that. I've told the story. I won't go too in-depth, but it's hard to drive traffic to that store. And again, it's like you're pulling traffic. Sometimes I was, like I put my website on each unit of a uh, product that I was selling and I had a brand, so probably 10 different SKUs in it. And each one had the the website URL. But if I'm taking people from Amazon, then they go to the website URL and they don't repurchase from me on Amazon. What if I start losing organic rank because of that? You know, and I know it's like, oh, well, then you have your own customer. I get it, I get it, I get it. But Ranking number one organically on Amazon is probably going to make you more money, at least in my mind, than you trying to pull people off the platform and have your own like Shopify store, which by the way, still comes with fees. I know Amazon fees are high, but it's not like you don't pay fees if you have your own website. You still pay fees plus advertising costs. All right, so where do Amazon sellers plan to grow their e-commerce businesses? According to the poll, Walmart was number one, number two, Instagram, number three, Shopify, number four, Facebook Marketplace, and number five, Etsy. Etsy's interesting. I never listed my FBA products on Etsy, but I did get them up on eBay and I got the occasional sale, but it wasn't really, the products I sell aren't really the this type of thing that I would personally think of going to eBay for. All right, and then you've got Walmart poses, competition. Uh, 33% of sellers think Walmart's online business will be strong competition for Amazon in 2021 and 22% are worried about competition from Walmart. Challenges. Sellers must adapt more quickly than ever. In a digital world, brand identity has become secondary to product reviews. That's something that I heard Scott Galloway, who's like a really smart professor from NYU. He's got a great YouTube channel. Uh, He started mentioning that like five, six, seven years ago. And I heard it and I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. That's why when I hear people saying like, I want to make a brand and force people to buy my stuff, even if they don't want it. I'm just like, well, I'm going to take a different approach. My goal is to make money. So I'm going to see what people are buying and then try to sell them that wherever they like to be when they make their purchases, right? Just keep it simple. Amazon sellers scramble to provide superior products as they face constant new competition, frequent changes from Amazon, and a barrage of threats. Top Amazon seller challenges. Number one, getting customer reviews. Number two, by the way, getting customer reviews, feedback whiz. I think I put a link in the description normally, but that's like my go-to. I use it for my FBM sales and my FBA sales. It It automates emails that are within Amazon's policy requesting honest feedback that leads to more reviews you can use it it's probably like i don't remember what the monthly fee is probably like 20 bucks a month but well worth it those reviews make you way more money uh support from amazon or number two support from amazon or keeping up with amazon changes yes amazon sends you a lot of long emails 
Three, finding profitable products to sell. Four, advertising on Amazon. Uh, you know, advertising, once you get it, I don't know if it's really that hard. Uh, five, protecting against black hat tactics, counterfeiters, and other risks, which in my personal opinion has actually gotten much better than if I was comparing this same period of time to like three years ago, four years ago, when I was first starting off, it was pretty bad. And that was closer to when they had opened up the gates internationally, which instantly led to a lot more of those black hat stuff. Uh, competing with Amazon is inevitable for many. By 2020, Amazon was selling tens of thousands of products on more than 100 of its own private label brands. That is a big threat that I'm personally scared of as well. Half of sellers say Amazon sells products that directly compete with the seller's products. Ouch. Nearly two-thirds of sellers are concerned about increased competition driving price down. Yep, for sure. Especially if you're competing for a buy box. All right, guys, that's it. So you can download the full report. Again, I'll put a link in the description to the Jungle Scout article and shout out again to Jungle Scout for publishing it. Thanks for sticking with me till the end, guys. Quick reminder, I wrote a full Amazon FBA course. I actually spent over a year on it because it was the first online course I ever wrote. So it is the most thorough FBA course you're going to find anywhere. And there's a link in the description if you want to check it out. And that's it. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Like, subscribe, and I'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.